0: sees each and every one of those needs this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're approaching your throne of grace today as Lord, people that are unworthy in our flesh and in ourselves. Lord you've made us worthy by your blood and by your choosing, Lord, before the foundation of the world, we thank you for that. Lord, we couldn't do that for ourselves. There's nothing that we could we could do to make ourselves more loved in your sight. We're thankful that you love us anyway, Lord, and we thank you today for all the, the, the things that you've done to allow us to be in this service today. Now, I pray, God, that you would meet every need. I, I, I think of the different ones, the hands that were raised, Lord, and you know what's behind every hand. Lord, I don't have the ability of a prophet to look back and see in the people's lives what's went on, what's happened, what will happen. Lord, your word is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And I pray that you would discern today and speak to every heart, Lord. May you move me out of the way. and Lord, allow me to speak in such a way that your people could be helped and could be fed. We pray in Jesus' name. you love the Lord today? Amen. Amen. I know that you do or you wouldn't be here this morning. Let's read from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. We'll read verses 1 through 8 and then verse 11. I know this is usually a funeral type text, but I don't want to take it that way this morning. I'd like to preach to you on your first breath, your last breath, and your next breath. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. It's good to have all of our visitors today. Brother George, good to see you back there and all those that come with him. And then uh, he'll be preaching for us this afternoon, the Lord willing, in the 3 o'clock service. So I'm uh, looking forward to that today. And and uh, each one of you that come, and today's our, our regular dinner day. So if you brought your food and if you didn't bring food, I'm sure there's plenty over there for you to eat. Good to see Brother Daryl here this morning. You and your wife, good to see you today and each one of you. And uh, good to see Stephanie and Tripp back in service with us this morning. What a wonderful thing the Lord is doing in their lives. We're so thankful for yes. that. And, and uh, the Lord is, is good to us, isn't he? He, he yes. gives us way more than what we deserve. Amen. Yes, Amen. So it's good to have each and every one with us and the home folks here today. And, and uh, you know, we need each other and we need the word of the Lord even yes. more than anything else. Amen. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. I, I keep forgetting, I also intended to say that Brother Harold Hildebrandt passed away this week, a giant in this message. I didn't know him well, but Brother Harold was a giant in this message and deserves uh, our, our respect, but he's in a better place today, the things that he's preached for and, and, and worked for. and Everywhere I went, everywhere I've gone in the world, Brother Harold was there 20 years before, 30 years before, and so I'm so thankful. For that, and, and he did work behind the scenes that, uh, that there will be a great reward for a, a love like that for this message and for spreading it around. Uh, but we're here today, and it's our job to, to spread the message. But I just wanted to say that about our brother. God bless him and his family and the church there as they prepare to change some things from our brother passing away. Pray the Lord would bless them and help them and comfort them. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, to everything there is a season... And a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born. A time to die. A time to plant. A time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill. A time to heal. A time to break down. A time to build up. A time to weep. And a time to laugh. A time to mourn. And a time to dance. A time to cast away stones. And a time to gather stones together. In other words, a time to build and a time to destroy. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Verse 11, he hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also he hath set the world in their heart. So that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. I pray the Lord would add his blessing to the word. You may be seated this morning. When you came into this world, you had almost nothing to do with it. It would have been impossible for you to plan your entrance just as impossible as it is to plan your exit. And the truth is that when you came into the world, you, uh, you could not even think. You didn't have the capacity to think. And then one day you were born, and you took that first breath. And many of us were there with our children when they took that first breath of life. And, and they were waiting uh, for that, and then they come out of the womb, and, and they're there. They're alive. They take that breath. They, they can't think to take it. It's not something that they plan. It's not something that was, uh, could be uh, thought out and, yes. and figured out, but it just happened. It just happened. And yet, during that time, you have to realize that your first breath was actually planned by God. Yes. Yeah. That he actually knew when your first breath would be. And he knew what what family you would be born into. Many of us, if we could choose what family we would be born into, we would be born into riches. We would be born into wealth. We would be born into good looks. Right? If we could choose that, we would, we would be born just how we wanted to be born. But yet we had no choice in that. We, we were born, some of us, into difficult situations. Some into money, some into poverty, some into situations where we had mothers or fathers that loved us. Some into situations, sadly, where there was no mother or father present. And maybe given up for adoption or, or worse yet, having an uncaring parent that was there in and, and many situations. But yet you're here this morning. Yeah. You're here in the house of the Lord yeah. and you love the message of the hour and you love the God's word and there's something about it. Though you, you the, your path of life and your birth path yeah. brought you up a certain way yeah. Yeah. but yet you can look yeah. back and say what would I be unless God had made me what I am? Yes, sir. Yeah. So you yeah. can say like Paul did by the grace of God yeah. I am what I am. Yeah. I had no choice in taking my first yeah. breath but yet here I am today yeah. right. Right. believing God's word. Yes. yes. So there were, And you go through life, and I want to speak to you today because there's a, there's a spirit on the age of depression, and there's a spirit of, of suicidal thoughts and things that come on people's minds, and, and it causes you to actually get despair so much of your own life yeah. that you begin to think, well... You begin to plan your last breath. And you say, well, Christians don't do that. Well, Brother Branham did. And we find actually that Elijah did in the juniper tree experience. He said, it would be better if I hadn't been born. We find that Job did that as well. When he come to a time where he lost everything. And everything had gone out from under him. And he lost his children and his family and everything else. And we find that Job cried out to God and he said, oh, I wish I'd never been born. I wonder if we were honest this morning, how many of us would maybe have said the same thing at some point in our life. Some of you have hurt so bad at some point that you wish you'd never been born. Some of you have hurt emotionally so bad that you wish you'd never been born. But you didn't have control over your first breath. And the one that did All
1: right. yeah. All right.
0: chose you to be here. Yes, All right. I hope you hear me today. Yes, sir. We have this illusion of control over our lives. All right. And especially as new Christians and, yeah. and we have some new Christians and, and some young people that are coming up, we need to remember that we don't have control. Yeah. He does. He does. We don't get to control our lives and every like, yes, we want to plan. We want to do right, we want to live right but yet we've got to lay on the mercies of God to trust in the strength of the arms of Jehovah that we can look at him and say Lord I realize when I take my when I took my first steps that wasn't a planned event it was just somehow I had the strength and the ability to take my first steps and when I take my last steps that won't be a planned event but it'll be somehow orchestrated by you to take me off of the earth and so when I'm walking in between as I'm stepping my way, walking my way through life, I can't plan every event. Some of you look ahead so far down the road and you worry about things that are coming tomorrow. But Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow. Sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. So you don't know what's coming tomorrow. There might be death in the future. There might be pain, but there might also be rapture. Yeah. There might all, hey man, I believe there's rapture in our future. I believe there's a there's a body change in our future. I believe that there's joy in your future, there's there's health in your future, and yet at the same time it might not be. But the one who knows, the one who planned your birth knows what you're going through and why. Yes.
1: That's good, brother.
0: Amen. David in the Bible went through some difficult times. Come on. Look at Psalms chapter 22. And you'll find in the scripture that David, God had to bring David into such a place in his life for the Joel that he, yeah. he actually felt yeah. so badly as to say the words yes, that Jesus would say on the cross. Yes. So in order to get David to cry out in prophecy,
1: yeah.
0: God didn't put him in a good service
1: yeah.
0: and no. anoint him and make him run the aisles. In order to get David in the place where he needed him to be, he let him go through. And David did dance. He did run the house. But he had to get him in such a place where he felt like everybody was against him. And he felt like he was being persecuted. And he felt so low that he cries out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And not knowing that's exactly what needed to be said because it would be a prophecy of the son of David who would come on the cross and say the same thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason sometimes for what we go through. That's right. And so David, in this great Psalm 22, if you go and read the whole thing maybe later, you'll find that it's a great psalm of, uh, of the death of Christ on the cross and a prophecy of that event. And it says in verse 7, All they that see me, laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. But notice how David comforts himself. And this may be a simple thought this morning, but I just want us to to ponder it, to dwell on it for a moment as we're here in the house of the Lord. He said... Thou art he that took me out of the womb. I uh-huh. yes. had no control over that. Right. right? There's nothing I could do to keep myself alive. Right. I couldn't think. Yeah. You understand what I'm talking about. There's nothing I could do. I couldn't prepare or plan or think. Yeah. I'm going to breathe. Right. Right. Right? Yeah. My first breath. I never thought I'm going to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. You realize living a Christian life is much that same way.
1: Yes,
0: You're not sitting there saying, well, I'm going to breathe. I'm going to do right. I'm going to walk. I'm going to yes. do right. But it's, it's a natural yes. breath. Yes. You walk in the spirit. Yes. You walk with the Lord. Yeah. You go to church. You, you hang out around God's people. You fellowship to, with God's people. You work for God. And you do the things that you, you know to do. But you can't. You don't know. But when that breath of life comes into your life, all of a sudden you just begin to do. Yes. Right? When my my kids were born, when Peter was born, he took a little bit of roughing up from the doctor, but eventually he started to cry. And when he started to cry, he never quit. (laughs) It it took a while for him to quit, but what was it? It was was natural. And when he had need of something. Well, I hope we can hear today. See, we're completely dependent on Jesus. Yes, I don't sir. care if yes. you've been in the message for 40 years, if you've been in Christian all of your life, you are completely this morning dependent oh. upon yeah. Christ. Yes, sir. And so when you're completely dependent on him, what happens is that, that you go through and you find yourself in a difficult situation. What can you do about it? Well, yes. Brother Branham tells us there was found no better way than, than to cry for it. Yeah. You can, you, he said you could ring a, teach them to ring a bell. You can teach them to speak in great words. But God said when a, when a baby had a need, that he would just cry for it.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's what you and I, he wants to, us to learn to do is just cry. When we have a need, just ask for it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You took me out of the womb. Notice, thou didst make me hope. <laughs> yep. I love this. When I was upon my mother's breast, in other words, you gave me hope. There was hope of the future.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not by my own effort. Yes. Yeah. Huh? Yes, sir. Are you hearing me now? <laughs> Not by my own effort. But I had hope when I was a baby. Oh God! If you could realize how good God had been to you through your whole life, we'd never have to tell you to raise your hands. Yes, sir. We'd never have to tell you to sing. We'd never have to t- have to try to work people up to dance. We'd never have to work people up to worship God. Why? Because God was there when you were born. He was there in the room when you were born, and He was there when you took your first breath. Don't you believe He's there with you now? If He was there with you before you ever made a move toward God, before you ever said, "Lord, I love You," before you ever did anything for God. He was already there. Yes. If He was there for you, then He'll be with you. Trust yes. in that today, church. Yes, sir. Trust in that. Don't get caught up. Well, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't live like they do. I can't work like they do. Yes. I can't preach like He does. I can't sing like She does. No, you you stay focused on Him. Yes. He's with you this morning. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. He said, "Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast." I was cast upon thee. I love this. I was cast upon thee from the womb. What does that mean? I I couldn't keep myself alive. I couldn't make myself who I am. Then you say, I'm going to figure it all out. When I get it all figured out, then I'm going to trust God. Nonsense. You don't even know how you were born. (laughs) You don't even know how you're alive. You don't know why you were driving down the road one day and a semi-truck come over in your lane and somehow you missed it and somehow you made it around and other folks that would have been on that same road would not have made it. You don't know how you would get COVID and end up in the hospital and everybody else ended up on a ventilator, Brother David. But you come out that same day and God began to work in your life. You don't understand why that happened the way it did. But he said, I was cast upon yes, you from my mother's womb. Yes, <laughs> You see our total dependence on God yes. today. I was cast upon you right. from my mother's womb. Thou art my God. Right. Not yeah. from when I was baptized. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not from when I received the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Are you with me this morning? Yes. Right. Not from the moment that I, that I said, Lord, I'm going to serve you. I'm going right. to preach your gospel. Right. I'm going to live for you. But from my mother's belly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes, sir. Glory.
0: Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory. All right, Amen. Hey, man. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 71, verse 5. For thou art my hope, O Lord God. Look at the hopeless day, but JT, that we live in today. We've talked about it many times. Look how hopeless it looks. But if he could take care of you when you were a helpless baby, how much more could he take care of you today? And some, some people, you know, as you get older, you get more and more like that. You become more and more helpless. But if he, you were cast on him from your mother's womb. Yes. Why don't you cast your cares and burdens on him today? Yep. Y- your whole life is there. You're there because he chose for you to be there. You're in this service this morning because he chose you. You said, "But I don't, I don't understand the difficulties of life." But it's in those difficulties, that's that moment you, you reach up like David did and said, "I was born. And when I was born, you were there." Amen. Amen. There, at my first breath, Psalm seventy-one and five: For Thou art my hope, O Lord God; Thou art my trust from my youth. Yes, amen. amen. By Thee have I been holding up from the womb. He was propping me up in this world. Yes, sir. You don't realize when you were born, it wasn't just the doctor that took hold of you, or the midwife. It wasn't just the it wasn't just your mother that grabbed you and put you in her arms. Right. But when you were born, David said, you took me.
2: Yeah.
0: Can you get a picture of that today? Yes, sir. When I was born, David said, you took me and you held me. Lord. Thou art he that took me out of my mother's bowels, literally from my mother's heart. Amen. <laughs> my praise shall be continually yes. Yes. of thee. Amen. Oh my. He said, I am as a wonder unto many. They don't understand. David was a wonder because of how God blessed him and because of what he went through. Yeah. He wasn't just a wonder because God blessed him, but he was a wonder because of what he'd been through. but look at the testimony listen David was God's thinking that was what God wanted if we've been preaching at Saul about Saul on Wednesday night Saul was what the people wanted yeah. but David was what God wanted yes, and there was nothing that could keep him out of the throne room yes. He didn't have to take it into his own hands. I mean, he could have killed Saul and, and taken the kingdom for himself. He refused to do it. Why? Because he didn't have to manhandle the people. He didn't have to take it into his own hands. But he trusted God. Yes. I'm a wonder to many. How many can say amen to that today? I'm a wonder unto many. My family don't all understand it. The people around me don't all understand it. The preachers and the other folk in that denomination, they don't understand it. I'm a wonder. Why are you still in the message of the hour? Why do you still believe in Malachi 4? Why do you still? uh, Come on, church. Are you with me this morning? Why do you still believe what you believe? I'm a wonder unto many. But thou art my strong refuge.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor at church. (laughs) What does it say? At church all the day. Amen. Cast me not off. Now watch. David fast forwards. Like the old VCR. Some of y'all don't know what that is. These kids don't know what that is. You put the VCR in, makes you feel old, don't it? Put the VCR in, and, and it wasn't where, it, it was never rewound, so you had to rewind it. And then if you wanted to skip forward, you didn't just click a button. You, you push the button, and it goes, whirr go forward, right? Yep. So David, what does he do? He fast forwards. He said, I was a wonder, I'm a wonder unto many. From my birth, you were, from my first breath, you were there with me. You loved me. You took care of me. You held me up. And here he is at the end of life, Brother Joe. And he's saying, cast me not off in the time of old age. Yeah. Forsake me not when my strength faileth. Amen. But look at, look at how he's, what he's talking about. Lord, I can praise you because you were there with me when I was born. Every one of us sitting here this morning can thank God for being born. Yes.
1: yes. That's right.
0: Huh? Yeah. See, Brother Ben, I'm not very happy this morning. I, I don't have very much in my favor. I don't have a lot of things, and I don't have a lot of money, and everything's better. You can thank God yeah. for being born. Yes. Amen? Amen. 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 Yeah. You didn't have to be born, but God allowed you to be born. Yeah. And he said, that's enough for me to worship you, just the fact that I'm born. But he said, when I get old, yeah. I know we've got some folks that are getting up there. And you get into a place, like I said, where it gets more and more that you're dependent on, on other people to help you through life. You're dependent on others. You think, what am I going to do if I get old and I'm by myself? What am I going to do? But he said, Lord, cast me not off in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength faileth. Let me tell you this morning, if he did not forsake you when you were helpless coming out of the womb, then he will not forsake you when you're helpless in the nursing home. If you're helpless at home, if you're helpless in the hospital, he will not forsake you in your old age. If he did not forsake you with your first breath, he will not forsake you with your last breath. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, Psalm 139 and 1. Oh Lord, thou hast searched me. And known me. Thou knowest. Oh we we need to acknowledge the omniscience of God today. Thou knowest my down sitting. And mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought. Far off. God knows not only what you do. And what you think. But also why you think it. And why you do it. Thou compassest my path. And my lying down. And art acquainted with all my Ways. There is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O oh Lord, thou knowest it all together. I love the way he puts this. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. And the imagery there, and I preached about that that before, the imagery there is of someone walking up behind you and putting their hand on their shoulder where you can feel their presence. You can't see that they're there, but you know they're there because they got their hand on you. Yes. He said, you beset me behind and before and put your hand on me.
2: Yes.
0: Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, yes, all right. thou art there. Yes. Yes. If I make my bed in hell, I'll be honest with you, Brother George. I, by my own decisions, many times, yes, I've made my bed yes, in yes, the wrong place.
1: Yes sir. yes, sir.
0: Are you with me? Great. Huh? Great. I, I've done things that, uh, that where I uh, had an attitude about me or, or actions that I did and things that I went to bed and I thought, oh, God, how could you ever forgive someone like me because I'm in this place where I'm at. But if I ascend up into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell. Yeah,
2: you're still there. Yeah. Amen. Huh?
0: Amen. We want to blame God for stuff, but he didn't say, if you make my bed in hell. He said, if I make my bed in hell. Huh? Behold, amen, even though I made the mistake, even though, I, though I'm i the one to blame, but you're there. Oh, aren't you glad he was with you? He wasn't just with you when you got saved. He's been with you all of your life. He's been with you from the very beginning. And he'll be with you all the way to the end. He will not leave you or forsake you. Can you grab a hold of that this morning, church? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't care what else you understand. Listen, if this knowledge is too high for you, nothing else you understand will ever make sense.
2: Right. It will never help you. Yeah.
0: If the knowledge of his presence and him being there and him being in control yeah. and taking care of you is not there, then nothing else that you ever know will make any sense or be able to help you in any that's real way. Right. You've got to know that he is. He that believeth, he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. He said, I I can't attain to it. Whither shall I go? If I sin in heaven, they are there. If I make my bed in hell, they are there. If I take the wings of the morning dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me. Thy right hand shall hold me. If I say surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. In other words, nothing I do is secret. Amen. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou, listen, hast possessed my reins. And when you see something that says reins in the Bible, that's actually what we would call today our DNA or our our nature. Our nature. Science would call it DNA. We would call it uh, nature. Scripturally, it's nature. Because now you possess what makes me do what I do. Yeah. Amen. There's a powerful revelation there, church. Yeah. You possessed my reigns. What's he telling you? Yes. You were foreordained by God. Yeah. You possessed my reins means you were not only there when I was born but when my daddy was born when my grandpa was born when my great grandfather was born all the way back to the beginning you orchestrated it to yeah. be like it is I may not like what I am and the way I look but he said you possessed my DNA you know me you don't just know me but you were there and you you guided me through life
1: yeah
0: You say, "Well, it's just the way I am," but God allowed you to be that way for a reason. (laughs) Are you with me now? And yet, yet there's brokenness in us. God allows the brokenness, but He calls you to healing. He doesn't call you to remain broken. He doesn't call you to stay in sin. Uh, But Paul says, "Shall we continue in sin?" What? Shall we continue in sin? God forbid. Amen. Walk in the spirit. Yeah. But now you, ha- you are free to walk in the spirit. Yeah. Why? By the grace of God who possessed your reins. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows your DNA and every little quirk yeah. about your life. Yeah. <laughs> now look, my substance, he said, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderfully made. You want to kill that? Think for a moment. You want to wake up in the morning, and people use this many times of abortion, but look at it in the sense of an adult now. Come on now. That's true. See, I'm not worth living. Come on, well, you're, you're putting it on him. Right. Uh, I'm not worth nothing. Right. Yeah. I'm worthless. I'm, I'm unbelievably bad. Right. Huh. Well, you may be, but there is a remedy. There is a remedy. And no, he didn't cause you to be unbelievably bad, but he allowed it. Yeah. He was there when you became bad. The first time you ever took a cookie from the cookie jar, he was there. That's right.
2: Yeah.
0: You get under condemnation many times. Think about this. Yes. Some of you ladies maybe, and you'd backside and you'd cut your hair off. And you knew better. You knew better at least by head knowledge. But he was there yes. when you did it. Huh. That's good. He, he was there he knew about it maybe he had to show you that you were broken so that you could come back to Christ
1: yeah
0: are yeah. you with me yes, he allowed you to do that to take that, make that choice but he's also giving you a way back
1: yeah
0: Amen. <laughs> called repentance yeah. and when you repent and are justified it's as though you never did it in the first
1: place yes sir man.
0: <laughs> you never smoked you never drank you never committed adultery you never cut your hair you never wore makeup you never did any of those things oh I hope you can see it tonight I, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are thy works and I am a work of God Amen.
1: Yeah.
0: right you are too that my soul that my soul knoweth right well my substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lower parts of the earth. Oh my, when that first, when that, the the first germ of life ever was awakened and the germ and the the, the egg come together, he was there. He was with you then as he is with you now. He said, "And, and that eyes did see my substance yet being unperfect in other words he knew what you would be he knew what every bit of your dna how it would be manifested how it would be expressed but and to know that he would not only have to know who you were but what you would do yeah because your dna actually is an expression who you are comes out as an expression but that expression can be changed by your environment Right? It's why some people can have the same DNA and act in completely different ways. It's changed by environment. Right? right? You could have a twin and the two twins become almost completely different because they're almost exactly the same, but they're just some little variance. And right. so then you could have two people who were twins and raised in the same house, but yet had different experiences as adults. They would be different. Yes. Right? But God knew about that. Amen. Yeah. He wasn't unaware of that. He yeah. said, You saw my substance, who I am, yet being imperfect. And in thy book. All my members were written. That's why Brother Brandon could say, Brother Billy, he said, uh, he said, I haven't lost a hair. Right. <laughs> Where'd your hair go? He said, I haven't lost one of them. Yeah. Where were they before I got them? Go. Well, they were in the mind of God. He knew how many hairs I had on my head. Right. He's able to count them. Now look, he said which in continuance were fashioned, and when as yet there was none of them. So as this working was going on as this life came into my body and as I was growing in my mother's womb, you already knew me what I would be. Everything that I would be. So if you've had a stroke or, or you've had a heart attack or you've had something that's changed you, and yet you look at that and you're frustrated by it and you think, well, I can't be what I was, but God knew what you would be, even the things that would go wrong. Yeah. Right. You're still here this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Right, amen, hallelujah. How precious, also, are thy thoughts unto me, O God? How great is the sum of them? You have got to think about God like that. Yes, you can't sit there and think, Lord, if you could have only made things go differently. But each one of His thoughts are precious. Everything that you've been through is precious to God. The Bible says even the death of the saints is precious in the sight of God. His thoughts are precious. How precious are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Brother Brandon put it this way. He said your birth here was pre-planned. You didn't plan it. But somebody did.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: man. Did you know that your being here never originated just as a myth or a thought? Everything was all pre-planned by God before the foundation of the world that you would be here. He said the infinite God knowed. And to be infinite, he had to know every flea. I love this. That would ever be in the earth and how many times it would bat its eye. Yeah, he never reached a spot, Brother Gabe, where he said that's too much. I don't need to know that. Have you ever been there? Yeah. Somebody be telling you a bunch of stuff. He's wait. Yeah. <laughs> that happens in counseling a lot, by the way. Because people's problems are a lot simpler than what they think they are. Yes. The truth is the problem solver gave his word to us to live by. Yes. And his Holy Spirit in us to guide us. Yes. Yes. So many times the, the complex things that we have, and, and sometimes I'll tell people, I didn't need to know that. Yeah. Huh? I just didn't even know that. But there's nothing that God don't need to know Amen. and nothing that he doesn't know. Right. <laughs> Amen. But yeah. when you pray to him, he Amen. already knew, as you're struggling for the right words, he already knew, yeah. oh God, Amen. what you would say. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so much so that Brother Brown typed it to the faith of a young child who was sitting there praying his ABCs. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> And I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm praying. He said, well, he said, well, why are you just saying your ABCs? He said, well, he said, I don't know how to pray, but I believe that God knows how to put it together. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, the, the, the important thing is not yeah. the words that are said, but it's the action of prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. It's doing what God said many times. The important yeah. thing, you say, well, I want to go to church when I feel like it. No, the important thing is not how you feel when you come to church, yeah. but it's the fact that you're there. Yeah. Yes, sir. And by being there, you're honoring the word of God. And yeah. God honors you with his
1: presence. Yeah.
0: Amen. Amen. Everything was pre-planned by God before the foundation of the world that you would be here. Yes. The infinite God knew him to be infinite. He had to know every flea that it would ever be in the earth. How many times it would bat its eye. He said that's infinite. He said our little minds cannot fathom what infinite means. The infinite God, he knew all things. Therefore, there's nothing out of catering. It's hard to wrap our minds around, but it's absolutely the truth. Now, the new birth is the same way. <laughs> God was there when you took your first breath.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. As a Christian, Amen. your first breath. You have to acknowledge that. Well, I gotta figure it out with the Ben. He was there,
2: right. Right
0: and you couldn't make yourself yes, sir. take your first breath. Yeah. As a Christian. Amen. You could do everything he said. You could pray. You could come down to the altar. Yeah. I still believe in altar calls. I believe God moves that yeah. way, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. I still believe in the moving of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I believe if you have a pull in your heart, whether you're saved or unsaved, filled with the Holy Ghost, you That's should right. come. That's right. If you feel in your heart that you should come, you should come. But yet, God God already, he was there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and all of your effort could not make you a Christian. Yes. Yeah. You could not become a Christian by putting forth and exerting all of it. Oh, I'm going to come to church. I'm going to pay my tithes. If you were not in the mind of God, yeah. you can't get blood out of a turnip. Brother Branham tells us in things that are to be. You can't get blood out of a turnip. You can't make something that God, if it wasn't God. He said if you were ever gods, you were always God's. Right. You yeah. were in the mind of God before yeah. the foundation. Well, you cannot make yourself a Christian, but you can follow when He said, "Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ." You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. You can trust Him that He'll yes. do what He said. Yes. But you can't—that you're not making yourself a Christian yeah. because that first breath as a Christian right. come from God. Yes. Amen. Right. Just as much as your first breath, as a human being. Yes. All right. Come from God. Isn't that a wonderful moment? If you remember when your children were born, maybe you remember when you were born, but I kind of doubt it. And maybe somebody does. I, I was going to say no one remembers when they're born, but I, you know maybe, maybe someone does. I hope not. But, but maybe you remember when you were born, and, but you, you couldn't do that for yourself. You couldn't think, now I'm going to breathe. I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to be born. You can't make yourself that. Let me, let me go a little bit further. Your first breath. Your final breath. You also can't control your next breath. <laughs> one of these days, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here, but I believe the Spirit of the Lord is here this morning. And we'll go on a little further, but look. One of these days, you're going to take a step. And the next breath, (sighs) you're in a new body. Well, what did I do to put myself there? You made yourself ready. But you can't put the breath of life. You just breathe. Right? You just breathe. That's how you get through life. You can't, by your own effort, put yourself in a rapture. If you weren't in the mind of God, you'll never be there. Right, right. But you have to believe I am in the mind of God. Yeah. I was there before the foundation of the earth. And if I was there, I'll always be there. Yeah. There's nothing out of catering. One day I'm going to step and I'm going to breathe. <gasps> I'm going to breathe out. Yes, sir. That's it. Yep. Come on. <laughs> Listen. You can't even control how you become a Christian. Paul couldn't control it. Galatians 1.15. He said, but when it pleased God. When it pleased God. Who separated me from my mother's
1: womb.
0: Right? He already chose me to be a prophet to the Gentiles. He already chose me to be who I am. But one day it pleased God. Hallelujah! And you think, well, that day I decided to go to church. No, there was something on the inside of you that was calling you to the house of God. You thought it was your own thoughts, but there was something inside of you. God chose a day. Amen. So don't look back at your life and think, oh, I've wasted my life. I've done. No, God chose the day. When it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. Hallelujah! To reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen. He said, I conferred not with flesh or blood. Why? Because I couldn't make myself an apostle? I can't give myself the revelation? Are you hearing me? Paul said, I didn't go learn it from the ancients. He'd already learned all that stuff. But I went down into Damascus. I went into Arabia. Returned to Damascus. 1 Corinthians 15, 9. For I am the least of the apostles. I'm not meet or fit to be called an Apostle. Because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God. How many can say that this morning? Yes. With honest yes. hearts you can say this morning. Yes. By the grace of God I am what I am. Amen. It pleased God one day that I would be saved. It pleased him to give me the Holy Ghost. It pleased him to call me into whatever service I'm in. It pleased him. Yes, huh. That's, right. Amen. That's why you'll never be able to do away with preachers. That's right. It pleased God separate them from his mother's womb. Yeah. From their mother's womb. You can't, Brother Branham said those five gifts were predestined. Look it up. They're predestined by God to be in the church. Yes. You can't separate that. It's like you don't to make yourself a preacher. All the study you could do, all the you'll never have a supernatural element in your ministry unless God separated you. And he called you. And when he called you, you may not be able to speak very well. You may not have a lot up here. I know, I, I know. A doctor looked at my head the other day and said, I've never seen so much fluid in a person's head. <laughs> I, there may not be much up here in the way of brains but I'll tell you this right. <laughs> Man, I was separated from my mother's womb how do you know because when I preach God and God honors that right, yes, sir. right? and he right. He gives us the ministry we don't give ourselves the ministry but he gives us the ministry in our families in our churches and the people around us that's yeah. the fruit of it right. Right. the proof is in the pudding so to speak not because I say I'm a preacher anybody could say that yeah. Right? Or anybody else? What's the fruit of Brother Rand's ministry? We'll get to that in a moment. What was the fruit of his ministry? He was separated from his mother's womb to be a prophet. And you are the proof. Yeah. Yeah. Glory. Yeah. The bride on the earth today is the proof oh, of Brother yeah. Brandon's yeah. ministry. Yeah. <laughs> he says, he said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. That's what grace will do for you. Yeah. It'll make you work for God. Yeah. It'll make you serve him with all of your heart.
2: Yes.
0: He said, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Look what Job says about a last breath. See, you can't control that either. Put them thoughts of suicide out of your mind. The thoughts of depression. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to quit. Put that out of your mind. He didn't call you to quit. Right. That's right. You were born to win, not to quit. Yeah. Right. Huh. Right. Sure. Quit thinking about quitting. Well, I'm just going to quit. I mean, it's a long ways to church, and it's hard, and I'm just going to quit. Listen, about the time you're about to give up, there's going to be something come on the inside of you yeah. that's going to raise you up. Maybe it's maybe it's this morning. Maybe as you're listening to the word being preached, there's going to be something. I was going to quit after today. I was going to give up. Listen, I've preached the last sermon for some people. I know what that's like, but you can't control that. Yeah. I've told you before, I preached a sermon. I'll never forget it. To a lady who walked into the church that morning, and she'd come off and on to church. She wasn't there every, every service, but, but she was a, a, a part of the church and a, a member, as far as I knew, a godly person. And she'd come in and sit. I'll never forget it. Back on the back pew. I was preaching at Brother Ivy's that Sunday morning. And on the back pew, that woman come in and sit. And she sat there all that morning, tears coming down her face. And she'd come up to be prayed for. And I prayed for her, And she left. And she went home and she got in a spat with her husband. And for some reason, her husband picked up a gun and blew her away the next day. Yeah. And I thought about that moment. Yes, There's nothing could keep me out of the pulpit. Yeah. yeah. Because I had a job to do. Yes, and then every time I preach, I don't know. I have no clue yes, yeah. who I want to preach to for the last time. Are you with me? Yeah. That haunts me today. Think about that. What, what could I have said differently? But it was a preordained moment. God called her to be there at that moment. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: In that time. God's called you to be here at this moment and this time. That's right. Job says, man that is born of a woman is a few days yeah. and full of trouble.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Everybody can say amen? Yes. Amen. He cometh like a flower and is cut down. Yeah. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. A man lasts just about as long as a flower out here in the churchyard with the kids running around. They peers for a while and they cut it down.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? That's the way my flowers are at the house for years. He said, Leave the flowers alone. They'll only be there a little while. But you cut them down, you bring them in, you shorten their lifespan. Oh God. That's what happens when we get our hands on our own life and we want to control things.
1: Yeah.
0: We can't control it. Yes, sir. He said, Dost thou open thine eyes upon such a one, bringest him and me into judgment? He says, with thee. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. Seeing his days are determined, the number of his months are with thee. Thou hast appointed his bounds that he cannot pass. That's the word of God. Turn from him that he may rest till he shall accomplish as a hireling his day. David tells us just about what those boundaries are. He said, The days of our years are three score years and ten. I'm sorry for everybody over 80, over 70. And if by reason of strength they be four score years, yes, sir. yet is their strength, or the best part of it is labor and sorrow. Yep. For it is soon cut off and we fly away. Right. We're told by the scripture that life passes quickly. I'm sorry if I'm depressing you this morning. Just hang with me. Right. He said, Behold, thou hast made my days as a handbreadth. They measured things by handbreadths; it's the smallest unit of measurement. My day is a handbreadth; my age is as nothing before Thee. Verily, every man in his best state is altogether vanity. I thought about you, Sister Fritz, when I when I uh, when I uh, wrote this, or when I when I put it down, when I was reading this. I thought about Sister Fritz because she told me one time that she heard the president, I believe it was, at Pearl Harbor over the radio announce, or the people announced, the newsman announced that Pearl Harbor had been hit. Think about that. That was a long time ago, <laughs> right? Some of y'all lived about that long, huh? You've lived your days, right? Anything, every day is a gift now. Every day is a gift, but your days just like a handbreadth. There's not been. It's just like you passed like that. And these people that are el- elderly could tell you that. They could look back and say, "My days were just like that." Make them count, church. Yeah.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: You'll you'll never regret spending time with your family, spending time with the family of God, loving people, but you will regret every moment that you spent worrying, Mm -hmm. hating, with bitterness, with waste. The Bible says, Verily every man at his best state is altogether vanity. Psalm 144, for man is like to vanity his days are as a shadow that passes away. James four thirteen says, go to now you that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. So you make plans for, uh, for trade and to do things. He said, whereas you know not what we shall be on the morrow. What is your life? It is even a, a vapor or a mist. It appears for a little while. And like the fog that burns off in the morning, it just goes away. One day you look, where did so and so go? They're not there. Jesus tells the story of the rich man who, who brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. That's a rich man. He said, this will I do. I'll pull down my barns and build greater. And I'll bestow all my fruits and my goods. I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. I'm talking about Brother Hildebrand thinking about him this week. That man was rich toward God. What about you today? What have you put over there? I plan on taking a trip this summer overseas, and, and Brother Joel may go with me, and I, we haven't got it completely set yet, so I don't want to tell you where just yet but, and what it's going to be, but, but we uh, we're planning on taking that trip, and as I look forward to it, and I think, but, you know, what, what why would we go? I get thinking about that. What, what would be a successful trip? If we're going to spend thousands of dollars and, and fly overseas, what, what would be a success? What, what would be a success if one soul made a move towards God? That That's would right. be successful. That's right. Yeah. That would be worth more than the thousands of dollars. More than, yeah. because the place where we're going, it, it's very difficult to, to preach and, and to be in public as a minister. It's like, how, what, what would be worth it? Yeah. It would be worth it if one person. God. What would be worth it? I've thought about that about my own ministry. What would make the years worth it? Yeah. I've spent, I'm young, but I've spent a quarter of a century in the pulpit. Makes it sound longer if you say it that way. I've 25 years preaching. This year it'll be 25 years. What makes it worth it? One soul. Yeah.
1: Amen. One
0: soul, it's one person.
1: Yeah. Oh
0: God. What makes your life worth it? Have you you've got things here on the earth, but have you gathered up riches in heaven? I don't want your money, church. I'm not talking to you about that. But have you have you have you ever Reach towards the soul. Have you been a friend to somebody? Yeah. Have you talked to somebody? I thought about that through the other night. We saw your friend up there at Thayer, Mike Crace, I think was up there. And, and we saw him up there at the Southern Gospel singing. And I was watching him and I thought, we've well, been a friend to David. David's been a friend to him. And I thought, well, that's something. That that's a, a leading. There's something there. Because there could be eternal life bestowed through that friendship. There could be a there could be life given. Something could take place. And, and I thought about that. And I thought, Lord, help me to be a friend. Yeah. Help me to be a, a person. What's, what's it worth? One soul it would be worth 10,000 worlds. Yes. Yes. Worth all of our time. All of our effort. Oh, my. Brother Brandon put it this way. He said, but now, until that time, there will be a time when it will be your last breath. How many you know that today? Yes. Whether you go by way of the grave or go on a rapture, he said, but until that time, until he comes, we want to live each day like he might come the next minute. Because it might be the end of your life at that minute. This may be some of our last breath. We have it in us now. What if the last breath was the breath that you're taking now? What if you reached a place in the next moment you lost your mind? You'd never be able to think clearly about the things of the Lord anymore. Yeah. You'd never be able to care for your family. What if this was the last breath you'd ever take with purpose? Think about it. As far as you could tell, although God has a purpose, as far as you could tell, there'd be no purpose. You'd never be, no, again. Well, he'll be with you then. But what if this was the last breath? What what kind of a breath would you take? Would you would you I hate you. Come on now. Preach. Think about it. Well, those people are just evil. I hate those people. They're crazy. What would you do with it? Would you would you breathe in and breathe out an argument? I know I'm laboring on this this morning, but it's just what the Lord put on my heart, and I have to preach that. What would you do with it? You don't know when you're going. This may be our last breath in us now. So you want to live like it is. The Bible says, occupy till I come. Brother Branham talks about, and I don't have time to go through all this this morning, so you just bear with me as I kind of skip through it. Brother Manon talks about talking to a nurse. He said, I had a wonderful afternoon. What he'd had happened, he'd been to the doctor's office. This is found in the Rejected King. If you've been following that on our Wednesday services, the one he preaches in Jeffersonville, he preaches it twice. In the Rejected King, he said, I had a wonderful afternoon talking to a famous doctor in Louisville. He said, they heard about the glorious things of the Lord. The nurse, he said, her father was a doctor. And she'd come over and sit in my room most of the afternoon. Come in, dropped in a wonderful person. He said, a little hard. Some of those around the message. He said, kind of staunch, real Presbyterian to start with. Met some of those too. He said, but left with tears running down her cheeks. Yes. Amen. He said, God's got them just everywhere in doctor's offices and nurses.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. He said, I don't believe there's a nurse in Norton's infirmary, infirmary hospital that I didn't testify to about having the Holy Ghost. This convicted me, man.
1: Yeah.
0: I remember I got in the hospital one time for a week. And I got put in the hospital. I had uh, strep and I let it go too long. Refused to go to the doctor like some other people I know. I refused to go to the doctor and I, I let it go too long. Ended up in the hospital. I almost died. And, and I finally got a little better and I was grouchy man after that first or second day I wanted to go home I was tired I didn't realize they'd come in there and stuck you every day in your stomach you know with that stuff to keep your, the blood clot from forming I hated that man I hated everything about it and at some point I, I got in there and I got so frustrated and at some point I just began to pray Lord I can't do anything about it what am I going to do and, I just, and the Lord spoke to me he said make the best of it I said okay what, what can I do well, I can pray for these people Sitting there, feel sorry for myself when nobody's coming to see me. Nobody. Well, I didn't tell nobody about it, so it's a little bit difficult for people to come see you when you don't tell nobody. It's been several years ago. I'm sitting there, all feeling sorry for myself, and Lord just said, "Make the best of it." I'm sitting there. What can I do? What can I possibly do? And I've told you the story before. My wife ended up going home, and the alternator went out on my truck as she was driving home. She was left on the side of the road. Her phone was dead. She's on the side of the road, dark, on a four-lane road in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and a woman stopped by there who she's friends with to this day. A woman out of a nominal church stopped by the recognizer to be a Christian, took the kids there, and I thought, what if God put me in the hospital so that my wife, an alternator, could go bad in my truck, so that my wife would be on the side of the road, so that somebody would give her a fresh cup of cold water so they could be saved. (laughs) Brother Brandon was in the hospital for whatever reason that he was there, in, in the doctor's office, and he said, I asked her, Ask her if she was baptized in the name of Jesus. Not a doctor I come in contact with anywhere. He said, tell them about it. We ain't got much time, brother. No matter how hard it seems here, just wait till you cross that last breath yonder and see you will wish you'd done it. He said, yes, sir, don't wait till that time. Let's do it right now. This is the hour. He said, oh, they might disagree and fume and fuss a little about it, but they don't mean it. They really don't mean it. They're all right. They go to fussing at you. Remember, they don't really mean it. They don't mean it. They've just maybe been taught something. They just hang to that. Yeah. You can see their idea. I wish we had this kind of patience with each other, yeah. with other message people, with other people we go to church with. They get to fussing with you. They don't really mean it. Oh, God. Just be patient. God will lead them. If they're God, he'll, he'll, he'll bring them to it. Hey, Amen. Yeah. And so they, he said, don't fuss with them. Don't fuss with no one. Don't fuss with no one. But just love them right into it. See, the Bible says the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is wise. When the time comes, you want that last breath to be real. You want it to do something. You you want to be in a condition that you're ready to go. Brother Branham tells us that man-made theories will not stand when you're coming down to the last breath of this body. I want you to think about it. Yes. Man-made theories will not stand when you come down to the last breath of this body. This life, he said, is good to live by those things, but you can't die by them. He said, I guess for my age in the ministry, I probably stood by as many dying people as anyone of my age because I've been much called on to the dying. And he talks about these two young ladies. You've heard the story. But he talked about the two young ladies. And one of them was from his church. And one of them was, went to a liberal church that didn't teach the Holy Ghost and things like that. And, and the pastor told her she was going to heaven because she was a Sunday school teacher. And he talked about this woman as she came come to the hour of her death. Something had happened. It was a, a venereal disease. It was, a, it was because of the life that she lived. And, and, and the pastor was there. And he stepped outside the smoke out in the hall. And when death struck the girl, she began to get hysteric. And she said, listen, she didn't call for a pastor. She said, where is that girl? Yes. Right. They said, what girl? She said, here's all of your class. She said, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about that girl called her name. That's from up there at the tabernacle. Yeah. that used to speak to me about my soul. He yeah. said, go get her. Yep. They went to the pastor and he come running in. He said, now, honey, listen. I said, we'll call the doctor give you a shot. You're getting a little hysteric. She said, I'm not hysterical. She said, you deceiver of men. I'm lost and going to hell because you taught me that. And the girl died and went out to meet God, lost, crying for the girl that had tried to tell her what was right. Oh, God. You can't do anything about when your last breath is, but you can do something about where your next breath is. Listen, you can't do nothing about when, but you can do something about Where? If the next breath is your last breath, and you are God's, if I could say it that way, you're filled, you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. Paul tells about you. He he says, behold, I show you a mystery. Go to that next next scripture. Behold, I, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Yes. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, Uh, you, you, you can figure out all the fancy theories you want to that's right. About when the rapture happens that's What's right. going to happen yeah. that's right. But I want to be ready yeah. Yeah. So, that, so that if it happens That quickly You're yeah. just ready to go yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Huh. He said if the last trump For the trumpet shall sound the dead shall be He said well I was waiting for something to happen Yeah. Right. All it, you did was breathe That's right The dead shall be raised incorruptible and We shall be changed for this corruptible must, I love that, it's a fake accompli- it's, it's it has to happen. Yes, sir. Yeah. This corruptible must put on incorruption. Yeah. This mortal must put on immortality. Yes, yes sir. So when this corruptible shall be put on, have put on incorruption, amen, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Paul is sitting in chains about to get beheaded. And he cries out and says, death, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you. Where is your victory? Where is your sting? And Brother Branham told us how that the bee buzzed. They're at Calvary, and when it stung that body of the Son of God, it couldn't sting anymore.
1: Yeah.
0: The fear of death was gone. And so Paul said, Oh, death! Where are you at, death?
1: Yeah. You got no sting. Yeah.
0: We think we got to tiptoe around it. Well, we gotta be careful. got be careful. We're afraid. We're afraid that we might something might happen. No, don't be afraid. Don't live your life like that. Yeah. Where's your sting, Death?
1: Yeah.
0: Grave, where's your victory? Yeah. Why? You may put me in the grave, but I'm coming up. Yes, Yes, Amen. yes sir. Oh, can, can we take just a few more minutes? Yes. Brother Branham was dreaming one time. He was laying in his bed. And he was dreaming. He had several dreams that he tells about there. And he raised up and sat against the headboard. And this is from that same sermon where Brother Branham talks about uh, a rejected king. The rejected king. And he tells this story and he, he'd, been, he'd been dreaming. He raised up and he was thinking about half of his appointed time. He said at least half was gone because he was 50 years old. Yeah. And so he was sitting there and he said, I looked and I heard something. Kept saying, you're just starting. Yeah. Praise God. See the opening of the seals? The opening of the word? All those things be, were, were coming. Right. Yes. right? All those great things that we look at now is the as the capping stone of his ministry, right. the Pentecostals thought he was washed up. That's yeah. right. We look at that as the capstone of his ministry. He said, he said you're just starting. Yeah. Press the battle. Yes, sir. Amen. Just keep pressing. And there it come again. Said, just keep pressing. Oh my! If you only knew what was at the end of the road. Yeah, and you'll see that I'm skipping some of these paragraphs as I'm going down to save time. But you just hang with me today. You can go back and read it for yourself. But He said, I heard something say... Would you like to see just beyond the curtain? Yes, well, I'm so glad he showed a prophet beyond the curtain. Yes. Amen. No, he was sitting there, and he talks about how he, he, that song, Beyond the Curtain of Time, was in his mind. He was thinking about it. He said, I could, like, I could hear him sing it. the Graham Snell, he said, I could hear him sing it, and here he's thinking about it. And, and that voice said, would you like to see just beyond the curtain? I said, it would help me so much. Amen. Yeah. And I looked in just a moment. I don't know what this means to you, church, but I believe this. Yeah. Amen. I believe this. If I didn't believe it, I'd give up right now and quit preaching. Yeah. But I believe this really happened.
1: Yes, sir. yes.
0: And I looked in just a moment. He said, "One breath had come in." Now notice it. He said, "I in one breath." One breath. Yeah. <laughs> He's thinking about these things, and he breathed. He breathed out. Yep. He said, "And in one breath, I'd come into a little place." slanted. He said, I looked back and there I was laying on the bed. Yes, sir. And I said, this is a strange thing. <laughs> oh God. And he was showing him something that would be, by the way.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. And you realize when Brother Branham died in a car wreck, yeah. you remember he, at some point he was in the car and He was in the hospital. And at some point after about a week or two weeks, whatever that it was, he, at some point, he's in there and he goes, <gasps> that's it. Yep. No more breathing. Yes, they said, he's gone. Yes, sir. Huh? But when he took his next breath,
1: yes,
0: he was back. We like to feel sorry for people that pass away. That's right. But just yeah. think about it. Yep. And I looked, and young women, maybe in their early 20s, 18 to 20, they were throwing their arms around me and screaming, our precious brother. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I stopped and I looked, and I was young. I looked back at my old body laying there with my hands behind my head, and I said, I don't understand this. And, and, and you remember, this is the place because Jesus, and we'll read in a minute, Jesus wasn't there. But there will come a time when, when he'll come back, with him, and with, they'll meet us in the air, and, and, and again, I'm not going to explain all of that this morning, it's not the purpose of this sermon, even if I could explain it, but you understand that, that the, the saints, the dead in Christ rise first, well this is where they come from, That's right, Right it's where he went, yeah. that's why I say he went back, yeah. right, and when we go into rapture, we go into that dimension until the end of the marriage supper, and then we come back, right. here, Amen. With them. Yes, now look. Now he said, they said, our precious brother, here come young men in the brilliance of young manhood. And their eyes glistening and look like stars on a darkened night. Their teeth as white as pearl. They were screaming and grabbing me and screaming, oh, our precious brother. You think they weren't emotional?
1: That's
0: <laughs> it. Yeah. Oh, you think it didn't mean something? Yeah. Just to see their prophet standing there. How much more? When we see Jesus. Yes. Are you with me now? Yes. It'll mean so much to see our prophet, to see our loved ones.
1: Yes.
0: When, when the loved ones begin to appear to us, however that happens, when we begin to see that, that'll mean so much. But what about when we see him? Yes, Glory to God. Brother Brandon said he knew that we'd want to see them first, so we see them first. Yes. But then we see him. Yes. One of these days we're going to see him. Yes. Oh, after all this life is over and our burdens here are lifted. Yeah. We stand upon a mountaintop so tall. Amen. When it's all done and over, and the battles are behind us, we're going to see him who our soul loves. Yes. But these people were so excited to see Brother Branham there. Oh, our precious brother. I stopped and I looked and I was young. I looked at my old body laying there with my hands behind my head. I said, I don't understand this. These young women throwing their arms around me. He said, men cannot put your arm around women without a human sensation. But it wasn't there. There was no yesterday nor tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking Brother George earlier, and, and he told me that, that your son-in-law would be at church tomorrow. I said, well, we have church on Sunday. And that was on Friday. He said, well, I've been on vacation. I've lost track of time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when we get there, Amen. there'll be no yesterday nor tomorrow. Aren't you looking forward to that day? Yes. Hey Amen. They, they, he said they didn't get tired. Yes. i never seen such pretty women in all my life. They had hair way down to their waistline, long skirts to their feet, and they were just to hug me. Listen, you're not giving up your beauty by giving up worldly things. That's
2: right. yes, sir. He said that
0: was the prettiest women I ever saw. Yeah. Yeah. And you say, well, if I give up my makeup, if I give up my, uh, my, my short hair, if I quit going to the beautician, I'll I lose my beauty. No, he said, these were beautiful women. God has a way to restore you to what you ought to be. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yes, and you just surrender to him. You say, well, I'm, I'm plain, but he said it was the most beautiful women he ever saw. And I believe you're identified with that group. Yeah. I've never seen such pretty women in all my life. They had their hair way down to their waistline, long skirts to their feet. They were just a hug me. It wasn't a hug like even my own sister, he said, would hug me. It was something I've not got the vocabulary. He said, I haven't got the words to say. Perfection wouldn't touch it. Superb wouldn't even touch it. Nowhere. It was something, he said, I never, you just have to be there. Yes. And he said, I heard a voice then that spoke to me that was in the room. said, this is what you preach was the Holy Ghost. This is perfect love. And nothing can enter here without it. He said, I am more determined than ever in my life. That it takes perfect love to enter there. There was no jealousy. There was no tiredness. I know some of y'all are tired this morning. But there was no tiredness. There was no death. Sickness could never in there. Mortality could never make you old. They could not cry. Oh, God. I'll be glad for that day because I cry a lot. I, I tend to cry. I cry at people's funerals I don't even know. <laughs> It'd make it difficult for me to work at a funeral home because it just, it's difficult for me. I, I, I tend to empathize in that way. But there will come a day I'll never cry another Amen. tear. Yes. Oh, my. He said it was one joy. He said, oh, my precious brother. And they took me up and set me on a great big high place. I thought, I'm not dreaming. I'm looking back at my body, laying down there on the bed. And they set me up there, and I said, oh, I shouldn't sit up here. Oh, my. He said, and then that voice that was speaking from above me, he said, you know, it is written in the Bible that the prophets were gathered with their people. And I said, yes, I remember that in the scriptures. He said, well, this is when you will gather with your people. I said, then they'll be real, and I can feel them. He said, oh, yes.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Glory. Glory.
0: I said, but there's millions.
1: Amen.
0: There's not that many Branhams. And a voice said they're not Branhams, them is your converts. Yes. That's the ones you've led to the Lord. You know, I I have been led to the Lord by this the message of the hour. That's
2: right.
0: By the message that William Branham preached. And I all of us could say that because he was the messenger to the age.
2: That's
0: right. I don't believe that we each pastor will have our own individual group. We may we'll know who each other are. And I'll be judged for what I preach to you. But I'm, as long as I stay under that message of, message of the age, yes, I go in under that promise. So right. yes. see how important it is for me to say what he said? Amen. Yes. Right? Yes. Not what he said plus what somebody else said. Right. But say what he said. Because if I say what he said, then that's... Amen. Yeah. And, and understand that what him being a word prophet, that he was scriptural. Yes. Right? And that takes me back to the Bible. Then I can preach the Bible like we did this morning. That's right. that's and I'm right. preaching the message of the hour. Yes. Right? Yeah. Now look. He said then he said, you know, it's written that prophets gather with the people. He said, Yes, I remember that in the scripture. He said, Well, this is when you will gather with your people. They'll be real. I can feel them. I said, But there's millions. There's not that many Branhams. I said, They're not Branhams. Them is your converts. They're the ones that you've led to the Lord. And I said, Some of them women there that you th-, he said, some of them women there that you think is so beautiful were better than 90 years old. <laughs> Sister Fritz, I don't mean to pick on you this morning, but I don't remember what you look like. I've seen a few pictures of when you were younger, but I don't remember what you look like. But one day I want to know. We're both in the same message. We're gonna be gathered in the same group. Yes. You understand? And be gathered and and and, and there's a lot to that. I understand Amen. that. But we, I believe that I believe we'll know each other. Yeah. We're the overcomers That's of the Later C and Age.
1: Yes, sir.
2: That's right. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, the was an overcomer of the c and Age too. He had to come in and be born by the same blood that we are. Yeah. He was an overcomer of the Later C and H. But he went on, he waved the flag dust and said, Come on, it can be done. There's some sons of God on the earth again. He didn't die to promote his own ministry. He didn't live his life to promote his own ministry. Yeah. But he said there's more coming.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Are you with me now? Yeah. There's more coming. He could say, I was a sinner saved by grace, and I come to a place, amen, yeah. where the Holy Spirit could speak through my life. Listen to me. He wasn't the only one. The third pole was not just for Brother Branham, oh, yeah. but it was All for right. the ones yeah. that could speak yeah. the word and yeah, say it's man. nothing but the truth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Hallelujah. Come on.
0: You didn't know this was a rapture sermon, did Amen. you? <laughs> oh, my. He said some of them women were better than 90 years old when they went into the Lord. And sorry, I can't read it back there. I have to look down here. I just want to preach it so bad. But I want to, I want to tell you what he said. And he said they're better than 90 years old when you led them to the Lord. No wonder they're screaming, our precious brother. And they screamed all at once, if you haven't went, hadn't went, we wouldn't be here. Yes. And I looked around and I thought, well, I don't get it. I said, oh, where is Jesus? I want to see him so bad. Right. He said, now he's just a little higher right up that way. He said, someday he will come to you. He said, you were sent for a leader and God will come. And when he does, he'll judge you according to what you taught them. Yep. First, whether they go in or not. Yep. We'll go in according to your teaching. Yes, yes sir. And look where Brother Brandon placed. I love this. Yep. He did not go back and say, well, the supernatural come to me. I saw an angel and I taught Good. what the angel right. said. Think about it. He did not come and say, well, I I was anointed. I saw visions. I was a prophet. Yeah, That's not what he said. He said, I'm so glad. (laughs) What a relief. I'll be judged on my teaching. I'm so glad. (laughs) Amen. He said, does Paul have to stand like this? Does Peter have to stand like this? Yes. Oh, my. I said that I preached every word that they preached every word that they preached I never divvied from it one side to the other were they baptized in the name of Jesus Christ I did too were they taught the baptism of the Holy Ghost I did too whatever they taught I did too Don't you realize the importance of staying with that word? If a prophet didn't go back to his own supernatural experience, but he went back to the word and said, I taught what Peter taught. I taught what Paul taught. Oh my, what it ought to do to us today. I can come under that same message today and say, I taught what a prophet taught. I taught what Paul taught. I taught what Peter taught. I taught what was in the scripture. And I can't let nobody take me off of those grounds. Amen. Much as I Amen. might love somebody, what their last name might be, what their first name might be, yeah. if they were in my own family or somebody like that, I cannot move myself from what a prophet taught.
1: Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Thank you. Right. Amen. Amen. I can't do it. Amen. Because if I do that, I won't come in under that blessing. I'll have to be judged oh. separately.
1: Yes.
2: Right. Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: Can uh, you be judged according to the word that you preached? Yes. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. And then if you are accepted at that time, which you will be. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Amen. He said, then you will present us to him as your trophies of your ministry. Yes, sir. I don't, again, I don't understand that. I, I, know, I know he has presented us to him in the word, in word form. I know that. Will there be a literal time when he introduces us to Christ personally? I don't know. There may be. But I do know he, we have been introduced to Christ yes. by the word. Yeah. That's already taken place. Yeah. This message introduced us to Christ. He said, now, he said, you will guide us to him and all together, you will guide us to him and all together, we'll go back to the earth to live forever. I said, do I have to return back now? Yes, but keep pressing on. Amen. Yes. Oh my. I looked and I could see the people just as far as I could see, still coming, wanting to hug me, screaming, our precious brother!" Just then a voice said, all that you ever loved and all that ever loved you, God has given you here. And I looked, and here come my old dog, come walking up here, come my horse, laid his hand upon my shoulder and nickered. Now, look, I'm in the group that was under his teaching.
2: Yes.
0: Right? But now here's something that he says, well, all that you ever loved and all that you ever loved you. And he showed him his horse and his dog yes. and laid his head upon his shoulder and nickered. He right. said, all that you ever loved and all that ever loved you, God has given them into your hand through your ministry. Yes. And I felt myself moved from that beautiful place. Oh yes. And I thought, oh, God. Oh help me, oh God, never let me compromise with one word. He said, But it's not important, it's not important to how you do communion, it's not important to whether or not you have church a certain way, not important. If I deviate one word from what Paul taught, from what Brother Branham taught. Yes. You realize I can't compromise with that. He couldn't compromise with that. He said, Never let me compromise with one word. Let me stay right straight on that word and preach it and preach it. He said, I don't care what comes or goes, what anybody does, how many souls, sons of Kish rise, how many this, that or the other, let me Lord press to that place. How many of you can say amen to that today? I've been born into the kingdom of God. Let me press to that place. I don't want to lay down now. I don't want to stop yeah. running now. I don't want to stop preaching now. I don't want to give half my breath now. But if this is my final breath that I ever have in my body, if what I have in me has been my lungs now, if that's my last breath, let me preach with all of my might let me witness to some soul let me love my neighbor let me love the people of god let me worship him with all of my heart if this is the last breath let it not be of recrimination and and hatred and dishonesty but let it be the truth of god whatever things are pure and honest and lovely let it be that Amen. amen he said i say this with my bible before me this morning, i got a little boy, four years old, to be raised. i got a nine-year-old girl, a teenager I'm thankful for. Let's turn the way of the Lord. God let me live to bring them up in the admonition of God. But see, even Brother Branham as a prophet couldn't extend his days. He couldn't do it. God took him off the earth when he wanted to. He said, well, it was a car wreck. He has appointed bounds that I cannot pass. He said, and above that, the whole world seemed to scream to me. 90-year-old women and men and all kinds. If you hadn't have went, we wouldn't have been here. And God, let me press the battle. But if it comes to dying, I'm not morose. It would be a joy, it would be a pleasure to enter from this corruption and disgrace. Yes. If I, he said, if I could make up yonder 100 billion miles high a square block, and that's perfect love. Each step this way it narrows until we get down to where we are now. It would be just merrily... A shadow of corruption. Listen, can you feel the presence of God in church? I trust that you can. Yeah. You feel the presence. here This morning and, and, and different times, you'll feel the presence of God. You sense it moving. Look, you, you, at home in your prayer life, you feel that little flutter. You're driving down the road That's listening right. to a tape or listening to music or, 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 or hearing some preach, whatever that it is. You're, you're driving down the road and you feel that little flutter. You sense it. Brother Brandon said that little something that we can sense and feel, that there is something somewhere. We don't even know what it is. He said, oh, my precious friends, my beloved, my friends, my beloved, my darlings of the gospel, my begotten children unto God, listen to me, your pastor. He said, I wish there was some way I could explain it to you. There's no words. I couldn't find it. It's not found anywhere. But just beyond this last breath, Brother Sam, yes. just beyond it, Just beyond this last breath is the most glorious thing. There is no way to explain it. There's no way. I just can't do it. But whatever you do, friend, lay aside everything else. Do you get perfect love? Get to a spot that you can love everybody, every enemy, everything else. He said that one visit there to me has made me a different man. I can never, never, never be the same Brother Branham that I was. Whether the planes are rocking, whether the lightning is flashing, whether the spy has a gun on me, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. I'm going to press the battle by the grace of God. I preach the gospel to every creature and every person that I can, persuading them to that beautiful land yonder. It may seem hard. It may take a lot of strength. Oh, I hope this gives you courage today. You can get a glimpse. You can stand on a prophet's shoulders this morning and get a little glimpse of what it's like on the other side. And it makes you want to press the battle. makes you want to preach the gospel. Don't quit now. Now's not the time to give up. Now's the time to press. This is the last baton. This is the last hour. This is the final day. This is the final voice to the final age. He said, she under her messenger will be the final voice to the final yes, age. Right That's here. us. Yeah. Yes. The prophet stood there and said, she is him.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. Man. Hey, man, it may seem hard. It may take a lot of strength. I don't know how much longer. I'm sorry. I know I've held you way long this morning. But i got to finish this and I'm almost done. He said, I don't know how much longer. He, we don't know physically speaking. We don't know. He said, but oh, that wasn't it. He talked about how that... He he was reassured by the doctor he was in good shape. He said, but oh, that wasn't it. That isn't it. It's something within here. This corruption, he quotes Paul, has got to put on incorruption. This mortal has got to put on immortality. Musicians, go ahead and come. Many of you have been there for someone's last breath. But did you ever think about their next breath? Huh? I've, yeah, as a minister, you end up with a George in two more death rooms than you want to be in. I remember I had pastored that little church at Bransville, and it, one of the hardest things I ever did was go watch a man sit with a man who was struggling with cancer. Brother H.L. Gay was struggling with cancer right after my dad, my own father, passed away. And I sat there in the room with my dad. And, and, you know, you can't, those emotions are going to get to you. You can't help it. I'd cried. And the day before he, I think it was the day before, two days before, right before he, he slipped into unconsciousness, he had told us that he was sorry for some things. And dad was a hard man. I spent the last few minutes of his life I'm just trying to be real this morning, church. Just, just bear with me. Thinking about the times and the breaths that we've used with one another. We spent hundreds of hours arguing with each other. Hundreds. And I, at that moment, I, I sit there and thought, what does it all matter? I wish I'd have just given in sometimes. Not to, not to believe anything wrong or do anything wrong, but just let him have his say. What did it matter? I was there, you know, in a moment that was real and I got thinking about that as I wasted way too many days and hours. And since that time, I've thought about that a lot and I thought, Lord, I don't know, but but sometime before that, and I've told you before, I had an experience with the Lord and he allowed me to really forgive my dad and really let some things go. And there at the end, I forg- forgave him before he ever apologized to me, but He apologized. It meant so much to me. But I'll never forget laying there or or sitting there beside his bed, kneeling beside his bed. And he's struggling to breathe. And at that moment I I felt guilty for thinking it. But my only thought was, just go. Just go. You're hurting too bad. There's too much pain. And I thought, I felt guilty for thinking that. And I'm standing there or or kneeling there. and, And I had a hold of his hand and my brother Samuel was there. My brother Jonathan had not made it in yet. And the younger kids were in the other room. My sisters, they're here this morning. We're not very old. And I'm sorry for bringing this up this morning, but it just meant so much to me here. We're not very old when Dad passed away. But he was in the, they were in the other room, in the waiting room. Family waiting room, Mom was with them. Sam went to tell them that he was, he looked like he was about to pass. And I put my hand on his and he, he kind of, and catch his breath, you know they do. And finally, goes, was <gasps> it? Never exhaled. Never took another breath this world. I thought about that a lot. We wasted so much breath arguing. But I believe that the next breath that he took was in that place, and he didn't do much to get himself there. He's a hard man. Contrary. Had a lot of things that... But he was my dad. And I believe that he made it. I believe he made things right with God. and he, made it. he was a preacher all of my life. But I believe at the very end he made things right with God. Being a preacher don't mean you're right with God, by the way. You want to be right with God, get right with your family. Get right with your church. Get right with people around you. You can't treat them evil be right with God. But I'll never forget that. He, his hands, it, the movement stopped. The pulse stopped. Everything stopped. But I saw this. But his next breath was. Pain. All the pain of spending a year with bladder cancer was gone. Just like that. Listen, I don't know if you'll go by way of the grave or go into rapture. But one day you'll take your last breath. That's it. Yeah. There's no more. You can't buy anymore. Yeah. You, you couldn't purchase it on the market. That'll be it. What did you do with your time? Yeah. What did you do with your time? But if he was there at your first breath.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: oh Amen. If you were God, you might have made a lot of mistakes, but he was there when you took that first breath into life. He was there when you took your last one. Yes. He was there all the way down through all the breaths in between. Yes. He'll be there for your next breath. Yes. Yeah. Go into a better place, into another body. One day we'll be just walking, Brother Joe. I believe it's my generation. I believe me and Brother Joe is going to see it. It's our generation. We're going to see it, Brother Stewart. We're going to be walking one day. We're going to be walking like, like uh, Enoch walked with God. One day you're going to be maybe at the bank. Or I don't know. I don't know if it'll be in church. I kind of think probably not because if it too, it'll be in the field. I don't, I don't know where it'll be. I don't know how early you get to the bank, but sometime in the morning maybe you'll be there at the bank. You'll be sitting there and, 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 and just sitting there doing your work and going over the books and things like that. And you take a
2: Breath?
0: Yes. That's it. But don't you want to be ready when that time comes? Yes. Amen. What do you want your next breath to be? you want it to just be, well, this person, I can't stand him. He did me wrong. Is there something in your heart you can say, Lord, I want to go home with you? Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Maybe. It has been some conviction in your heart as there has been in mine this morning as I think about these things and I think about my own father and my relationship with him and, and different things that you've been through. I know I use that quite a bit because that's my own story. But you know, you've, you've got different family situations and things and you live in, in different places and, and, and you've had to deal with different things and you're sitting there and you're thinking, here's a breath that I could have used differently. Here's a moment that I could have used differently. But God knew. He had it all in his hands. But why don't you just talk to him today and say, Lord, would you forgive me? Would you just let me, would you let me take the breath that you want me to take? And not what anybody else says or does. Don't let that affect me, Lord. Help me to preach the gospel. Help me to, help me to do those things that are right. You, you that are not called to the ministry. You're called to something. You're called to be a preacher to your children. You're called to be a, 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 a standard in the world that you live in. Don't you want your next breath, whether it's here, whether it's over there, you, want, don't, you don't have any guarantee of which place it'll be in, but you know that if your next breath is your last one, you'll be over there. Would you, just, would you just talk to him like that and say, Lord, help me not to waste my breath. Help me to redeem my time. I don't have only so many. You've appointed bounds that I can't pass. Help me to redeem the time. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me why I've wasted one moment in bitterness. One moment not forgiving people who have done things bad to me. Some of you have been through terrible pain. Don't let that become the story of your life. Don't let it become the story of your life. Let Him speak to you this morning and heal those wounds. He can do that with the power of the Holy Ghost. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, He's here this morning to do that for you. Would you just let Him come and... And speak directly to your heart today. Just speak that. He wants to feel you more than you want to be filled. You Young people, don't waste a breath. Don't waste a breath of your life. If you've got 20 years, 40 years, we don't know. Don't waste a breath of it for the devil. Give it all to Jesus and make good use of it. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you today. Lord, we want the, the words of our mouth, Lord, the breath that we breathe to be exactly what you want it to be. Lord, I believe with all of my heart that that place exists. Oh, how I want to be there, Lord. I don't want to be caught, Lord, in a place where I'm not sure where I'm going. I want to be there. And you said only perfect love can enter there. Give me that perfect love, which I know only comes by the Holy Ghost, which is shed abroad in our hearts. Oh, God, would you just come, Lord? Fill me with the Holy Ghost, Lord. Refill me, oh, God. Refill this audience today by the life of God. We can't purpose in ourselves what our next breath will be. We are It is completely outside of our control. But, Lord, this morning, may each and every member of your body here this morning, may they reach out to you and say, Lord, whatever my next breath is, I want it to be for you. I want you to be in it, Lord. Lord, would you take over control of my body? May your Holy Spirit come in and speak the things that you would speak through me, Lord. Speak words of life to a dying world, words of love to a hurting world. I pray that you grant it now. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just let Him deal with you as you worship Him this morning. Just talk to Him. Hallelujah. He was there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All the
3: time. Oh,
0: I'm so glad he was there. Aren't you glad? Oh, he was there. Hallelujah. All the time. If you need prayer, the altar's open this morning, waiting patiently. Oh, don't let another breath go by that you're not right with God, that you're not where you're supposed to be. Oh, he was there. Hallelujah. Oh, Amen. He was there. Aren't you glad he was? Oh, he was there. Thank you, Lord. Oh, all, all the time. Maybe you'd like to stand up and worship him today. Would you do that? Let's stand and worship him today. He was there. Oh, I believe you were, Lord. Oh, all the time. Oh, my. Oh, yes. Oh, he was waiting there. Breathe all those other things. Amen. So I can finally take a breath with him. Oh, he was there. Oh, all the time. Amen. Amen. Don't be afraid to come if you need prayer for any reason. We'd be glad to pray with you, the other ministers here today. Or George will be speaking this afternoon. Or so Alan come lead us in worship today. Amen. Sing with all your heart now. Oh, he was there. Thank
3: you, Lord. Oh For a
0: I just want us to worship for a minute. Brother Alan's going to come and lead you. But I just want you to worship for a minute. Just let this presence just kind of soak in for a minute. And then you can go. Uh, you want your next breath to be one with food in it. But you know. <laughs> yes. We'll have time to eat. But we may never have another moment to tell him. Lord, I love you. Yes. Oh, how I love you. I thank you for being my God. You were there from my mother's womb. You You caught me. You protected me. You built a hedge around about me. You were there. I just want to worship you for that, Lord. I just want to worship you. I I want to take a moment and just get down at your feet, Lord, and wash your feet. Say, Lord, I love you. I worship you today, Jesus. I thank you. I thank you for being who you are. Hallelujah. Brother Allen, come. Just worship him like that. Amen.
3: Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you. Thank you, Jesus. All Hallelujah. Is leaving on my mind. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, it, it seems, seems. Thank you, Lord. That's all I'm thinking about. So much of the time. Oh, soon. Soon I'll leave These troubles far behind Lately I've got leaving Leaving all my mind One more time just before we go Oh, lately all I've got Is leaving on my mind Oh, it seems that all I'm thinking about So much of the time Oh, soon and very soon I'll leave these troubles far behind, lately I've got leaving. amen, if you want to stay in worship, you're welcome to stay, but you're free to go in the name of the Lord, oh, lately all I've got is leaving on my mind. It seems that's all I'm thinking about. So much of
2: the time.